0: Well, good morning. Welcome to the Hills Church at home. Whether you're watching live or you're catching up at some time, we're glad you're a part of our Sunday service. So wake up the household, make sure they're all ready to go. Grab your Bibles. Uh, We'll come to some scriptures here in just a little bit. Hey, if you have um, a prayer request or a praise report and you're following on social media right now, go ahead and and type that in there, or you can email us later. We would love to continue to pray for you, and also thank God uh, for what He's doing in your life. Also, if you're watching by YouTube, we'd love it if you would subscribe. That'll benefit us uh, in the future. And if you go to the playlists on YouTube, you can listen to some worship songs for Sunday today, because I can tell you, you don't wanna listen to me singing uh, this morning. You can download from our website, the message notes for today, and parents that have kids in the house, you can download the kids activity sheet. Well, just um, a few minutes ago, uh, before coming on live, I always love to listen. There's, there's probably a song, that a worship song, that has been the most important to me through this season of where we've been only coming on live streaming. And it's a song, it's actually uh, the first song on our playlist today. It's the God of Revival. I would so encourage you to listen to this song, even as I've been doing, over and over again and there's a there's a lyric in there that the worship leader sings. This come and awaken your people, come awaken your city. In fact, I I went back on uh, March 29th. I had made this statement that I, that I know was was the Lord that living in these days shouldn't shaken our faith, but it should awaken our faith. Well, as I'm listening to the song, I just started writing down probably over just the last couple of months uh, conversations or things that we've had and I, I've learned to do this in this season and I think it's important for everybody. Learn to listen and then learn. Listen and then learn. Uh, just this last week, conversations with black people pastors, that have been an opportunity to listen and learn about race and racism. Conversations with Chinese pastors along the same lines with the whole coronavirus and some of the outrage that happened in the Chinese community, an opportunity to listen and to learn. Business owners, that have had their businesses shaken to the core and are now having to rethink everything they've ever done. An opportunity that we've had to to listen and to learn. Families that have lost loved ones. You know, we've counted up personally people that we've known, seven to eight people that have lost a loved one at this time. And then even family members that have had people in the hospital and they couldn't go visit the people in the hospital as they were in these families that have not been able to plan a funeral or as they wanted to say a goodbye. goodbye. Young people that ended up spending uh, since March doing all of their classes on Zoom, and even young people that didn't graduate the normal way that you graduate. Weddings that were postponed or put on hold And even today, like what we're doing, churches that have had no public uh, meetings that have all been used to or forced to go online for everything we do. But I say all that to say this, Jesus is Lord. God is in control. These are days of shakening, but they're also days of awakening. Come awaken your people. It's that God of revival. You know, and I was looking up even this morning, uh, before Jesus really submitted himself to, to suffer and to die, he prayed three things quickly. He prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples. And then he prayed for those that would know him, for the, the future believers that would come to know him because of the apostles' words and the words that we have. And he says, said this in John 17, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. You know, one of the callings and commissions that the apostle Paul passed on to Timothy that passes on to every pastor and teacher is that we would preach the word, that the word of God would be preached. And if we don't listen to the word, we don't benefit from the gospel. The gospel has been given to us for our benefit. And like 1 Corinthians says, we preach Jesus crucified. So we preach his word. But let's stop of all of of these events that are shaking. Let it be an awakening for us to be people that dig into his word to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying in these days. Father, we, we stop this morning. We ask that we would submit and remind ourselves to submit to you spirit soul, in body to tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit, to prepare our hearts for your words, their life to us. And in all of these events taking place that we see and watch, that we come back to you, Father, that you are going to be at work, you're at work in every area, and we believe that with everything, every core of our being, we believe that you're at work, and we are praying on behalf of our nations, the nations, and our people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I mentioned uh, this the past couple weeks as, as we've picked up this summer series called Summer Stories, where we're looking at the parables of Jesus, and really, uh, A parable is what Jesus would use, a story, to connect something earthly that people would understand to something so powerful because it came from heaven, heaven's word, and he wanted to use those as an example to connect. So it's that earthly example for a heavenly promise. And Jesus says these words, probably one of the first words that's mentioned of his in the Bible in Mark chapter one, verse 15, where he says, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. He says this, repent and believe in the gospel. Boy, that's something that we could say and repeat every day, repent and believe in the gospel. So as we pick up this story, we've been talking about the sower that sows the word, or Jesus would use that example, of the sower the farmer that would sow seed and it would fall on different grounds and Jesus would explain this deeper to his disciples and others about sowing the word and about the ground which the ground represented the heart of those that heard now remember this there's no problem with the seed actually the power is in the seed. From just a small little seed, once it cracks open and sprouts, it's going to grow into a big tree. And you never notice those big trees, they break even the hardest and strongest fences and concretes. But it all starts with a seed. Mark chapter 4, verse 13 and 34. And we've said this the last couple of weeks. Jesus uses these words about his parables. He says, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? But he says, but without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciple. You know, Jesus never intended, the Lord never intended that this scripture would be a mystery to us. One of the reasons the Holy Spirit was given to us was to be the teacher. And Jesus would explain the deep truths of these scriptures for those that would listen and for those that would hear. As we get ready to read these scriptures, you know, uh, Jesus uses the word listen in fact, in New King James, it has an exclamation point where it would say, listen, almost as you would tell your kids, or you'd want to pass along something for somebody to pay attention. Listen. But then he goes on eight times to say the word hear. If you have ears, are you hearing? Eight times. Are you listening? In fact, that's what I run it. Are we really listening to his words? So as we listen to the scripture, let's be good ground today. Let's tune out everything around us. Doesn't matter if there's crawling kids or crawling pets, or if the coffee's gone down a little bit in the coffee cup. Can we listen to what the word of God says, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our heart? So I'm going to pick this up again in Mark chapter four, and I'm going to start at verse 13 and go through verse 20. So these are Jesus's words and it says, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble." Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word Accept it and bear fruit some 30 fold, some 60, and some 100. Let me read verse 20 one more time. That's going to be our focus today. So Jesus is says that this is the fourth soil, right? Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Some is st- uh, sown on stony ground in the parable, but that's the heart that receives it with gladness. But persecution or trouble arises and it's cast away. The thorns were there where the word was sown and it choked out the very word of God. But it says this in verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Notice that part of the power of the ground is it's good ground, but the ground accepts the seed. You know, the sayings in our Bible are hard things. There's nothing easy about being a disciple. Jesus used even those words that it was a daily picking up your cross and following him. It was a daily surrender. It was a daily learning how to keep your mouth shut sometimes, a daily walk of faith in trusting him. But the good ground accepts the word. You know, uh, one of the, for a farmer, in fact, I believe I mentioned this early on, for the mindset of the hearer, of the Jewish farmer, to hear about the good ground, the 30, 60, 100 fold, even a 10% increase on top of a crop would have been amazing. Pestilence, animals, famine, uh, weather, too much sun, not enough water. All of those things fight against the crop. So to hear 30, 60, 100 fold, that's a radical term that Jesus would use. You know, it's interesting what Jesus says this though, if you have ears to hear, you better hear you know, every parent or grandparent went through this. You can take your small child and you can go to a playground that has a ton of kids, but when your kid screams, you know their voice. That's what we need to tune into. We need to tune in and know the voice of the Lord and know where, when He is speaking and listen to what He says. So isn't it interesting as as we look to wrap up this parable today, that the parable of the sower is how the word of God is received into the ground of the heart. You know, with some people, the seed of the word never got a chance. In fact, it's probably because they weren't open to it and Satan came immediately and was able to pluck that seed before it ever got into the ground. We know others that got so excited about God's word. They were so glad. In fact, they were telling everybody how excited they were. Yet, when the fire hit or they got a little scorched or they got a little persecution or they got a little pushback, uh, they would say things like this, you know, I tried it and it didn't work. But then there's those that receive and it seems to develop in their life. But the problem was, The thorns were never removed. And the fight became between the word of God and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things. And here's what becomes powerful in the scripture. It choked out the word. It completely choked it out. There was no real fruit and nothing was brought forth by them because the thorns weren't taken out. But here's what we want to look at, verse 20. It's the good soil, hearts that are open to receive, and they allow that word to make place in their heart, and they'll allow it to grow. It's the only soil that will produce is the soil of the heart that's good ground. It's the only one that produced. Everything else got cut away. You know, when I was remembering when we cut the other ground away, I remember that my freshman year in high school, I didn't play football my freshman year, but I went out for the basketball team. And I played basketball in junior high. I played pickup basketball across the street with friends. And and I was, by all standards, a decent basketball player. Yet, I was the only one that was cut on the freshman basketball team. And it it would have been better if you wanna cut somebody, pull them aside and let them know that they're just not going to make the team. Don't print it out on paper and place it right where everybody has their snack and their break room and their lunch so that everybody can see who made the freshman team with a line and then the last person that got cut is there's only one. And it says Walter Hofflin. the only one that got cut. Now, now my coach, Coach Bill Bailey, which I'm not calling him out uh, because we've talked about this just a couple years ago. He actually came by our church a couple years ago. And we were working outside on, on a sport court. And we had a couple of the other guys at church there. And so I brought this up. I, I introduced uh, my coach, Bill Bailey as the only coach that I ever had that cut me from a team. And then he went on to say words like this. He says, you know what, I knew I had to cut him. He was so slow. He's telling people at my, he was so slow. I was so afraid that if I put him in the game, that we'd lose the game. And I kept thinking, you know, you can leave anytime you wanna leave. Well, uh, you know, Of course, when I bring that up, it probably brings the stony heart uh, right back up. But you know, there, there are things to cut away. We wanna cut away that we do not allow the enemy to come in and steal the word. We want to cut away the stony ground that when we hear something, it's just not excitement on our end that lasts, but for a moment, we want it to endure. And here's what we wanna cut. We want to cut out the thorns first and foremost. The thorns will never allow the word of God to get soil in our heart. The cares, the deceitfulness, the other things that look so important are not anything as important as what God's word. God's word will produce anything that will need, but is your heart good ground? Listen to uh, Mark 4.20 out of the passage translation, and it says this, But the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the word, and their lives bear good fruit. Their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of thirty even one, uh, 60, even one, a hundred times more than it's sown. You know, if I went into my son's room and I said, um, hey, give me a hundred dollars. And in just a day or two, I'm going to give you a hundred fold back. I'm going to give you 10,000. He'd figure out some way to to find or find change or go knock on doors to find a hundred dollars to get that hundred fold. Notice what it says here. Uh, their lives bear the good fruit and yield a harvest. See, when we allow this heart to be good soil for the word, notice what it says. There is a harvest coming, some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what it was sown. Let me read a couple of these verses because the Bible interjects all through different parts of different scriptures the idea of seeds because that seeds gives us a picture of growth that takes place genesis 8:22 but while the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer and night and day and night shall not cease but while the earth remains seed time And harvest. It's a principle set while the earth remains. Jesus will use that image to talk to us about planting his words in our heart. Seed time, harvest. Isaiah the prophet says this in Isaiah 53, verse 2. We're used to Isaiah 53, uh, reading on a little bit later, but uh, he prophesies this for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. Now, you'll notice in the, in the text, the word he and him is capitalized. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Giving us that picture, he, for Jesus shall grow up before the father as a tender plant. Interesting, the wording, right? A small tender plant. As a root of dry ground. Jesus didn't show up on earth as a 33 year old man. He was born into this world. I wonder if that word tender plant would maybe even refer to Jesus at 12 years old when he was missing from his mom and dad for three days, but they found him at the temple and they asked him, Where have you been? What have you been doing? And he said those words, I must be about my father's business. I must be about a tender plant, dry ground, dry ground. Apostle Paul used this, 1 Corinthians 3, 6. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Here's a a Paul, Paul says, I planted, I was planting seeds. I was probably preaching, praying for people. You know, that that whole Bible study picture. I'm preaching, preaching. Apollos watered on what I did. He preached on on me. And yet the increase goes to God. I planted Apollos water. God gets the increase. Do you know, the ministry of Jesus even started small because we would picture the ministry of Jesus starting like it would have started off like, Peter preaching at 3,000. Think of how the ministry of Jesus started out. It started with Jesus, right? Then he called the 12. From the 12, there we also know in scripture, there was another 70. Then at the end of his ministry, when he died, when he rose again, and when he ascended, there was 120 in the upper room. Then when Peter preached, uh, 3,000 accepted him. You know, we read on in the Bible, then 5,000 accepted him. And we could go dot, dot, dot all the way to us, but it started with Jesus, like that seed, and it began to grow and grow and grow and grow, and you can't stop it. You can try to stamp it out and put it out, but you can't stop it. I thought of this too. A couple examples of um, the ministry of Jesus receiving a 30, 60, and 100 fold. Just a quick list, not exhaustive. Peter and the net full of fish. In fact, Jesus borrows Peter and his boat. It's another teaching time in Luke chapter 5, and the boat is set out a little bit. And Jesus begins to preach. And when he says, amen, he turns to Peter and he says, launch out to the deep, cast down your net. And Peter probably has that look like this on his face. We just did that all night long. We did not catch a thing. Nevertheless, at your word, they go out, they catch the net and they get this huge amount of harvest of fish that they need help bringing it in. 30, 60, 100 fold, right? The word producing through the ministry of Jesus. What about when the disciples want everybody to leave because they don't wanna feed them and Jesus asks, well, what do you have? Well, they didn't have enough. They find five loaves and two fish. And that we read in Mark chapter six, that's the feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children, 30, 60, a hundredfold active in Jesus's ministry. What about the ministry of Jesus that's now in Peter and John in Acts 3 and they walk by the lame man that's been there probably most of his life who asked for alms and they say, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk, and the man leaped and walked, and they took this guy around. You can read for several chapters. Boy, they took this guy around everywhere they went. Here's just an example of the ministry of Jesus bearing fruit in different examples, in different circumstances, and we could go on and go on and go on because Jesus uses the parable of parables to say this to us. Your heart better be good ground. Because if it's good ground and the seed gets on the good ground and it begins to bear fruit, it's going to bear 30, 60 and a hundredfold. It will bear fruit, but you've got to tune out on 75% of the other soils. But you need to be aware of the other soils that Satan comes to steal that there are stony parts that can happen in our heart and there can be thorns we've got to work out till out that ground so the ground is good soil because it where it will bear fruit and produce the only thing eternal if i looked around everything the only thing eternal is that word of god on the inside of our hearts and our lives if we accept jesus as our savior that's what will last. It's even been mentioned, the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but the word of God lasts forever. And can we say this? It bears fruit. So let me ask you a couple questions. In fact, it's on our message notes today. Is the soil of your heart still soft for God's word? When you come before God's word, is it like, oh, I've got to read this today to check off my, my list? Or is your heart coming to God's word? Are you saying, Lord, I need to hear from you today. As I begin to read, would you, would you allow me not just to look into your words, would your words look in to me and change the places of my heart? root out things that need to be rooted out. Alert me to thorns, alert me to stones. Make me aware of where the enemy would come to try to steal. But would my heart be soft, pliable to listen to God's word? Is the soil of your heart producing fruit in your life or is there a snag in the growth process? You haven't seen any growth lately or change. Maybe go back to the soil of your heart and go through this parable. Jesus makes it pretty easy, right? Satan's stones are thorns. I mean, it's not impossible to understand. Go back. Is there a snag? Have I allowed something to snag that I'm not bearing fruit? Have I hit a wall? and I'm not bearing fruit, and I need to come back, and I need to inventory my life. And then lastly, what soil are you tempted to revert back to? Is there something, we all have that, that will digress to something sometimes that we know. And so that could be something that you need to identify and study out so that if the enemy's the one that comes in and steals, you're, you're alert and and you know how to pray and you know how to tune out uh, that voice. The Bible says that's the voice of a stranger. If it's the stony heart where you, man, I get excited about this, but it doesn't last the day, then you need to work on the depth of your heart and watching out as Jesus talked about. It's that sun comes out and, and zaps it because there's no root. and Or the thorns that, that uh, as, as we live in this world, It is. It's so easy for cares and things that we want and desire and what this person has and I don't have and what I really want or I'm going to work towards this, that we allow that, that that becomes the main thing rather than uh, God's word becoming the main thing and producing fruit in our life. So don't revert back to the old dirt. Be new dirt today. Allow that dirt of your heart, your soil to be tilled and fertilized and prepared for the good seed or the good word. So let me pray for all of us today. You know, um, we are good dirt. It's amazing that the the dirt that we find in our backyards or the dirt we find around with, with just the right nutrients can grow anything. We wanna be people that are growing in Christ daily, allowing his word first place to begin to speak to our hearts. So Lord, uh, we again, submit ourselves to your words, to listen to your voice, to be in, we use the word student, Father, but many times a student pictures a different word. We're disciples. We're following hard after you, learning your ways. You are challenging up, breaking off the sharp places, sharpening us up, Lord, working on our hearts, allowing us to be people that love, having us look at society differently because of your word. And so, Lord, I thank you today that we allow this heart to be good soil that will produce 30, 60, and 100 times. And for the person out there today that's never made Jesus the Lord of your life, would you take a minute and allow him in? Watch the change that takes place. Take his words. Allow the power of the Holy Spirit, the teacher, to teach you God's ways, to let you see Jesus's teachings that are alive. And would you pray this prayer with me today? And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 lets us know, as you say this and confess this with your mouth, as you believe it in your heart, we know this, that you become a saved believer. You become converted. You become born again uh, in God's family. In fact, pray this with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, that he died and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. And today I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Yo, know, if you prayed that for the very first time or if you prayed that to come back to God, would you reach out to us, whether by Facebook or YouTube right now, or follow up with us on a, just a quick email at info at hillschurcharcadia.org or go on our website and just quickly fill out the contact page so that we can connect with you. Those are the best decision you'll ever make is following Jesus. So as we receive our tithes and offerings today, let me read uh, two scriptures. In fact, it kind of goes into really uh, the small seed that gets planted. Job 8, 7 says this, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. We see that all throughout the Bible. Things started small, but increased abundantly. 2 Kings eighteen forty four. Now, this is the setting. Remember, Elijah in the Bible said that it would not rain until he said or prayed again. So it's been three, three and a half years that it hasn't rained. And yet he tells somebody to go and look for this sign. We pick up this verse. says, it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as the man's hand rising out of the sea. And so he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Seven times the person went back to check and he saw a cloud as small as the man's hand. It was one of those small beginnings. So I want to encourage you today we get those opportunities that God established to be givers. And as we begin to give, as it becomes a beginning, notice these scriptures, your your ladder end in would increase abundantly. Or in the situation, it seemed like a small cloud, but the cloud became a major rain storm. So as we do each week, would you pray this prayer along with me? Would you pray it from your heart? Because this is also, it's between you and Father God. Ready? As I give in today's offering, let me not look past the day of small beginnings. Everything begins with the seed, yet it grows and reproduces many times over. Let my giving today be planted in your kingdom, and I believe and declare it will Grow and multiply. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving today, you can do it two ways. You can mail it into the Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California 91066, or for a faster way, and it is safe and secure. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, and just click on the give button and you can give. Hey, couple things. Um, as always, keep up with the latest information on our website. We'll be announcing uh, a date very short, shortly for our opening of services, and you can uh, keep track of that. Also, every Wednesday night, we have a gathering with communion over Zoom. Every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. If you've wanted to be a part, you've missed out, you haven't had the opportunity, um, email us at info at hillschurcharcadia.org. We'll get you on the email list, and you'll get emailed out at the beginning of the week, the Zoom link. We always have a great time. Just great opportunity to see each other, though on computer, uh, talk about life, do a small devotion, and as often as we do communion, we remember what Jesus is doing in our life. And then lastly, we're going to be restarting our marriage series called Love and Respect. We finished it doing a streaming with several couples, and we had such great responses that we wanted to offer it again while they were still allowing the streaming service and not only going to DVD. So pay, pay attention for that. But if you're out there saying, hey, I want more info today, then email us again info at hillschurcharcadia.org. Remember this Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We are praying for you. We love you, and may the Lord bless you.